Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Oh, what a everybody. Welcome to Cannabis Legalization News, one of the top industry podcasts about the cannabis industry on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This is our year-end show, so Happy New Year's. Pour yourself a drink. Uh, you've earned it. It's been one hell of a 2023, uh, and we're working on some great new stuff for 2024. You'll be seeing uh, a new THCA video dropping really, really soon. Uh, we're going to do like a year-end review and a year going forward. Uh, and so those are our main things, and it's really what has been trending uh, since we were off last week for the holiday break. Oh, Happy how's it going? Almost New Year. Happy Merry holidays, New Year. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you had a good Christmas. What'd you get? Same. Yeah. Oh, dude, check it out. So, like. You know how, like, in, in sociology, when, like, people say, like, not every, we don't know, like, who invented the light bulb? It was Thomas Edison, um, most people say, yeah, right? Right. But, like, there's multiple patents at the time because people have always, like, ideals going on all the time. It's kind of like why we do this show with cannabis and, like, when people talk about innovation. Oh, you know so, what we haven't done yet? Go for it. We haven't gone live on Instagram, or did you already do that? Oh, shit. A good point. Yeah, yeah. Go Let's show people how we It's our first go live on Instagram. And so yes. I'm going to hit the go live button. And Oh, there it is. And then I can right. close the tab now, right? We're just live on no, Instagram. No, you can't. You got to leave it live. But now we got Echo. Yeah. How do I turn that off? Um, I have two tabs. So I, there you go. You got it? What? No, I mean, it's on, but it's like creating a loop now. Oh, shit. Let me just close Instagram. Let's see if it was my side first. Is the loop still there? Can um, you hear? I still hear it. And so I just. I don't hear it. Like so. Mute. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I just closed mine and deleted my Instagram. Right? Yeah. Nice. What's yeah, up? See, I fucked up. Nobody's watching Instagram. 20 seconds. Oh, you just closed yours? 
I just, well, because the echo was killing me. And like, there's so much to talk about. Like, this right. is like the great thing about what we do, right? It's like, we just learn as we go on. I'm glad you figured out how to mute it because I couldn't figure out my other tab where the, the source was coming from. But so like, I've been thinking about this. Right oh, click, check it out. And then I muted it. Oh, so, yeah, there's what I done in the tab. No people are, are tuning in to the, uh, but you can now watch us on Instagram and follow us over at Cannabis industry lawyer uh i think we knocked off the guy who was cannabis industry lawyer i had like a little copycat come up yeah because i tried to change the s to a z to see if it got around their algorithm no it did not well anyway yeah we're this is a, a gray area we live in you know like you and i live in the black and white area what up eddie see you gotta get you got people watching now in uh, okay. Instagram. at least one. but uh <laughs> but like so like uh i had this ideal dude about like I was like, wouldn't it be awesome to have like a Swiss Army knife for your lawyer, like a toker poker? But instead, because uh, I'm always, I carry around this little paper clip because I got my little pipe. I'm always poking, you know, clear out the passageway. And my son got me this little fucking Swiss Army knife lighter that already exists. Like, I was like, what? So like, in case I get some sticky icky, it comes with some like little scissors. Uh, oh, yeah. With, like, you have to cut up your sticky icky. You know, and then it's got a little toky pokey, but this one's too big for my pipe. But I just just think it was a great like how innovation is. Multiple people will have the same idea. And you know, you're not the first one or most original one most of the time or the uh creator of some shit. You know, you just gotta be the best or just figure out or how we wanna be. We just wanna be an average pot shop. Well, an average Illinois pot shop, which is yes. completely different. And then eventually we need to be above average and then we have to be competitive because uh, markets will catch up to those limited markets oh, that limited market percent. is uh, an expiring uh, benefit and it expires every day with the thca yeah. flower and but then you know like michigan's great i just got some some flour from michigan for christmas as well uh, and uh it they have a lot of producers and their prices have come down uh, we oh, need cool. to get that kind of position and then that's when you have to uh, it, it's not just enough to have a license you have to be good with the license yeah well that's a, and i and i think we have an, an advantage too with uh, the social media you know doing what we do because it's going to bring transparency and you know now uh there's no guarantees in business right just like how we've been waiting for this goddamn uh license to happen which we hope will happen next year within the beginning but you know this this roller coaster of like well right we won and then it's like well, what am i going to do with it and then but, but people reach out and say hey we can help you know like there's real money involved that can give that real equity that we just talked about like sure some people are taking advantage of but i think and i trust that we have good partnerships and we can figure it out our way to navigate this this animal so we are yeah, one of the most talk. taken advantage of social equity applicants out there but uh um, right you know that that's kind of just what's going to happen i mean you've you've made the asset cost two million dollars to get open and you gave it to people you know that it doesn't don't have that money yeah, or, and, yeah. then, and then once it becomes a more open market and has to compete, but with that same level of regulation, they need to be a, a very good operator as well. So it, exactly. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Should we go over 2023 first or into 2024? Should we do the top yeah. news for next year or should we recover this year as, as to what happened? Well, the, the, the first article we have is a, it's a recap from Marijuana Moment with new legalization laws and marijuana sale records and other top state developments of 2023 by Ben Adlin. So I got that up. Let's do that one. Let's cover the, the 2023 and then we'll go to top five cannabis policy reform efforts to watch for 2024 uh, after that. Right on. We got the, uh, are you stage? Here we go. So right now, uh, we got, hello, yes, I will subscribe. Uh, we got here are the top biggest stories. State level legalization, Minnesota. Being, Minnesota uh, came would... online. That's where this beautiful beverage came from, Trail Magic. We should hit them up Ooh. to see if we can hustle for them because they are good. I'm surprised they haven't reached out to you yet. Well, they don't, <laughs> they, don't know. Well, they don't know we're here. They don't have like an industry yet. They're going to spend all 24 learning and putting out regulations but then everybody with the low thc already got like a hemp license and then they had a brewery mm -hmm. they filled out some forms and it was you could get it if you had a brewery which makes it a little bit more you know tricky but that beverage that you're drinking is a legal beverage that uh they shipped to you right it wasn't like you had to go cross state lines to go pick it up so you it's know hemp. that's a different animal that's right and it's a it's a state licensed hemp product so Provided they don't change the definition of hemp too much, 
and that state license is still in effect, they could ship it, you know, interstate. We'll see though. So uh, Governor Tim Waltz uh, signed a reform bill in the law, making Minnesota the 23rd U.S. state to legalize marijuana, removing penalties for simple possession and home cultivation uh, as of August 1st. So, you know, now we have this new uh, recreational state. It's going to be interesting to watch, um, especially now that they have, uh, there's the next sentence, uh, the Red Lake Band of Chippewa Indians, for example, because I'm going to have them as a guest uh, at the new year. Uh, this gentleman uh, opened its medical dispensaries to adult customers in August and announced plans to launch a mobile retail vehicle to sell marijuana at locations across the state. The White Earth Nation tribe launched an adult use shop uh, while it's governing. But see, here's the thing, though. There's also a gentleman who's part of the nation that got raided by the state. So there's this whole, yeah, uh, just uh, uh, layers of shit, <laughs> you know. Yep, and uh, and then Minnesota has their original USDA hemp laws, and so they they have the same types of testings, but then they have different regs and rules for those types of testings and that are more stringent. So it's it's pretty hard to get away with selling THC flour, it's like smokable flour, in Minnesota. So that's one thing that could be yeah. coming to other states uh, to force everybody to play by the same set of rules. Um, of course, you know. You had to have had a brewery to be able to play this game, but you know, economies of scale, right? But it's all individual. It's all you know. Until we get this federal, all the land, there's always going to be these uh, fifty little fiefdoms, you know. And some people play the game better. Some people know, like, like there's a, like you can run a Seven Eleven in every state almost the same, but yet each state has its own like CBD laws or their, uh, you know, there's different products out there, different SKUs. You know, not just cannabis related, but just overall the state's history with the product. But it'd definitely be interesting to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Ohio news. Keep watching Minnesota and Ohio. Ohio was the other state, voted on it, passed it, and then the legislature's like, Maw. and so they still have some. We don't know mm -hmm. what we don't know in Ohio. We already did a video yes. about it, it's pretty good. But uh, now we have to wait and see a little bit more uh, clarity from the legislature. I mean, they really do keep toying with them with these uh, pretend uh, legislations that are coming out. Like they threaten a lot, right? Like, oh, we're going to do THC caps or we're going to do uh, uh, we're just going to change the, the structure of the what was passed by the citizens, which is always weird how these guys always seem to know better than the 100,000 people that came out to vote. Right. Like yeah. that's just. That's okay. Yeah. Then we got Delaware next. Delaware. Yay. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Delaware Why, is setting up to be, well, it's it's from Wayne's World, but like Delaware is setting up uh, to be um, a very limited market state. Like there's a million people in Delaware, and I think they were contemplating 10 dispensaries, but I would have yeah. to go review the Delaware statute to see how they were going to do it. But it looked like it was going to be merit-based, which means nobody's getting a license for a long time because it's going to end in a lawsuit that lasts for years. Well, and this is this one, uh, when you say merit base, uh, it's like the whole residence residency thing, right? That's the dormant clause that you'd be talking about. No, that. this is different. And so like, you will have to have an exhibit for a security plan that will have constraints for like page limits. And then it'll also have specificity in like, we need the security plan that demonstrates X, but also Y and Z and D and Y and seven again. And then things that might also be relevant to somebody else. And you're going to be yeah. scored against somebody else. And so you, that's like the old school Illinois style and kind of what they were doing in Florida and Texas last time, which means that and then also in Missouri in 2018. Uh, and then that was replaced by these lottery styles that are now more common throughout the limited li licensing states, uh, especially after it goes adult use. So mm. when you do a merit based, you're giving it to these scorers that have no idea what cannabis is, but only scored for like regulatory compliance so that you get all the points. Mm. But the state always screws up the scoring on that, always. And so then you have to sue because the state will just have plain errored, gotten it wrong, uh, which means that it will not happen for years. There'll be an application process, consultants will charge you $100,000 or more, uh, and then you have to wait in a lawsuit or get a license and have that license be held up by a lawsuit for like another year and a half, for example. It's been a year and a half now since the craft growers in Illinois filed suit in summer of 2022. Mm. And just plain air, they got it wrong. So they're still in that li license lawsuit. Ooh, uh, 
five, no, four, four years after the application window. This is a fine example of Delaware is that of how when the the law is so restrictive and delayed that uh, it enables the traditional market, right? It enables the underground because uh, it encourages the market's going to find itself, right? People are going to smoke and create a thing and and live by some sort of like whatever pretend structure rules, whether it be medical, because that's going to be the, the 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 new millionaires in Delaware, right? The the, the new building of like networks and. Uh, uh, knowing the actual local consumer base, because that's a lot of this, uh, uh, you know, when we go into business, it's going to be nice having someone with experience, because I'm excited to learn more about the retail side of things and how people look at like, uh, you know, it's like always going, you can either go and sell high end products with people with boats, right? That theory of people with uh, money who, who have uh, that, that kind of spending cash by boats and, or you can just go for that medium person who, only you know like this paycheck paycheck like me right mm -hmm. or that's, that's uh, 85% of people and so that's the thing yeah. when you're, if you have a cannabis dispensary you need to be selling to people who buy cannabis yes right. period right yeah that's and then it. find the, the 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 price points for different type products and apes like i i bought today dude i bought three apes there was a special for uh 24 for a quality brand that i enjoy out the um, door even with all yeah. the taxes yeah it is. yeah See, look at that. Uh, and that price compression is going to be coming to Illinois as these new dispensaries get their craft grows. And so there'll be complete little verticals, which means that yeah. prices will come down uh, and and that helps put the guy out of business. You know, quality, yeah. selection and the price point. Uh, that's why they go to the guy down the street that, or you know, the gas station with the THCA pre-roll. But we'll see. Well, you know, the, the argument for the guy, because I used to be the guy, but like, as somebody who was a previous guy, um, there's that still markup, right? I mean, there's nobody doing anything really for free. This whole altruistic, like, and it, it is because it's medicine and it helps people. It helps people who can't help themselves. But, like, there's got to be a thing for the grower, an incentive to, like, at least just survive, you know? And, and I think a lot of it, people figure out how to... Uh, survive in that uh, like the dark traditional market way, right? Here in Washington, I know of a guy, he didn't even smoke, but he grew good weed and he's able to buy a house. And when he passed on, he's no longer alive. So statute of limitations are way out the window, but he passed on a house to his daughter and like, mm -hmm. like full on, I don't know how he hid his money or what he did, not my business, nor do I care. But the fact is that's the traditional market and that's what's, People are getting losing out on to, to be above board to, to 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 pay the taxes that opposed to like a markup or when I bought a pound or whatever I'd, I'd make enough to pay it back and maybe a little bit more for like my own habit. That was the hard we're, part. We were trying to avoid suspicion, and so that's the thing. Yeah, and when you're when you're a legacy operator on the small like that, as opposed to somebody moving in weight. Uh, speaking yeah. of moving in weight, not really. The U.S. Virgin Islands also has mm. uh, said they're going to legalize it signed a pair of bills uh, and regulate marijuana for adults and facilitate automatic cannabis expungement joining the northern marijuana islands and guam as u.s territories to uh, in, uh, adopt reform it may take some time before that application window there's not very many people there there's a lot more tourists that go there uh, yeah. however it also was a merit-based um, style of application which means that ain't gonna be opening up anytime soon Sure, but they had the strongest prohibition laws as far as like, uh, it's sad to see that people could have gone to jail for smoking weed in paradise. You know, I mean, of all places, like, I'm glad that at least they're, because again, you're enabling this traditional market. You're enabling this untaxed, uh, untested uh, uh, market, you know, and, and it's both bad for consumers. But, you know, we got to. Do we have a, is it 20 past the hour already? It may be the last 420 of the year, everybody. Ooh. So we'll be right back after this important commercial break from our sponsor. <music> Tell you collateral base is going to be up to some good shit next year. Uh, there's a lot that we're working on. And one of the things is getting our own dispensary up and operational. Mm -hmm. uh, the next state we're going to talk about, we helped many social equity applicants uh, a 
apply. They, we hope that they all get in. We'll find out mm-hmm. uh, because it was very difficult in Maryland to. Uh, 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 I mean, they made it very, very easy to apply, and then very, very hard to like try to help people apply. So we we tried to help people apply and then follow all the rules and regulations. But Maryland was a social equity. Um, uh, a style of a limited market license lottery, similar to what happened in Illinois, and mm. but like a little bit more. And so you had to also have a compliant application, but they told you what to do. So like you followed the instructions and you're like, okay, follow the instructions. And then they should issue deficiencies if you did anything incorrect sure. and, and are cool. an eligible applicant. So they screen for eligibility first, and then they had like a little bit, but most of like most of our license i think has to be on the back end too simply because like the only thing we really proved was social equity that's it so is is it that does that mean it's just like sitting like 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 us right now where um you know who's gonna get one or you just don't know at all right now who's gonna get one mm. in, in maryland it's like before they did the lottery in illinois and so you don't know you know you have a chance mm. but you still don't necessarily yet know if you're in the lottery so they're in the process because so, they're going to scrub each application first to, yeah. to ensure compliance. And then like the same with ours where, you know, you had to cross check all the other applications. So you're just, you get your one shot, that's it. Um, and, and then they'll let people know if they missed anything on their application because they, it was, it was like a 20 pages, 17, 20 pages, somewhere in there. there mm. But then you followed all of their instructions. They gave you forms. They gave you an instruction on how to fill it out. So nothing fancy, just binary pass fail uh, type of application. And and then we'll see. But it's going to be social equity. And then there's uh, quite a bit of licenses. I want to say 175, 75 yeah, yeah. dispensaries and, and many other types. And so uh, it's... You know, they have decent shots of winning, but then uh, after they win, what happens next? How do they get operational? What other yeah. like compliance uh, documentation will the state require for you to become operational? We don't know. Well, even the, the, the location thing is always an issue. I mean, everything is a domino, right? You don't know anything and everything at once. Uh, you hope you buy, because I you see so many people lose so much money from just like, you know, thinking Cost this is okay. Yeah. Cost like of carry people, and- they, yeah, like Texas and Florida and, and mm-hmm. Illinois was bad. Uh, Maryland, they made it a little bit easier because you didn't have to lock up the property. Uh, in in Missouri, it was somewhere in between. You had to identify the property. So it's one of those deals where you put uh, an offer in on a piece of property that you liked, and then you would try to lock it up for X, Y, Z days until they held the lottery and say, like, I'll give you an option to buy this for $10,000 over the next so many uh, days and then you would um, put as many applications as you could on that lot that piece of real estate and, and, and can't like moratoriums be a thing too right like like these things like sometimes you get the property but then they'd be like oh no we don't like weed you know you're not you know you're not allowed to play here that's not a an option and i see a lot of uh, uh weed stores and even sometimes they grow in industrial areas because people look the other way most of the time and you know there's no uh, neighborhoods or whatnot. I mean, that's the the still the process of the the federal gambit too. Because once this thing has more, uh, you know, overall weight, you can't get fucked with so much. But people are, you know, uh, we got Kentucky though. They're up. They're they uh, they're changing the rules. We're, we're doing a state by state. You know, it's not a sweeping pen that's going to happen. You know, I talked to I think it was Josh and Kay the other day. He was talking about how like if really scheduling it. It's going to make all these people uh, go through government uh, standards, right? Like the GDPs or the GMPs, right? Your best practices. But as somebody who works in the quality industry, everybody has to fucking do that kind of shit. Like uh, I work in tech and I'm part of the like uh, the checks and balances for like the measurement side of things as far as ensuring that things work the way they're supposed to work. Uh, and, 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 you know, that's more we'll talk about when it comes to like I've always said lab regulation is the plant regulation, but we need these laws like Kentucky to like just help change the attitudes and law enforcement priorities and all that shit. Uh, so it, it, that, it was, that was recent. That was March of this year, March of 2023. Yeah. Governor Andy Bashir signed the bill into law. Uh, and so that's a 38th state to legalize medical weed. It's like, at this point, 
But at this point, dude, it's like it's like uh, you know, uh, federally they just uh, ban like hangings. You know, uh, uh, you know, this is like uh, reparation stuff. Like the, the the fixing the law state by state is a no brainer to see people actually in action. So, you know, if, if Kentucky's doing it, anybody can do it, right? Texas can change that goddamn hemp requirement they have for what they have. That's not marijuana. They got rope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True, especially considering if you see how many uh, THCA hemp shops are in Texas. But uh, that is going to be nice for Kentucky. Regulations by July of first uh, of twenty four, with main provisions of the law taking effect by January first of twenty five. This is why Andy Bashir was so watched uh, by our channel last election cycle. He was up for re-election. That means that this law can now roll out under his administration mm. as a capstone yeah, yeah. achievement that he signed into law and which is great but you know um yeah that's funny um you don't think about that so much too as part of this political process goes when it comes to like his importance to staying in power to, to keep the progress that was already occurring you know the the goodness that that comes out of the like the it's not so much he's going to establish all the regulations and whatnot but he needs to be here at the end to finalize on the, the little signature part so. mm -hmm. well i think that's a good summation of what happened at the state level uh, this year the thing that really happened at the federal level was in august 29th uh, the dea received a letter from the hhs that said move it to schedule three more on that to come in the top five cannabis policy reform efforts to watch in 24 and so this is coming out of cannabis business times uh, and they are they're kind of like providing their summary as to where the year will go uh, in the in the new year which is starting tomorrow by the way yes sir oh today's one two three day by the way one two three one two three is that what it is yep nice uh, okay so next year what to expect for 2024 in cannabis legalization i don't agree with their number one safer banking act uh, it just hasn't moved anywhere. Mm -mm. It hasn't. And then it's an election year. Maybe it'll happen, but maybe it won't. But again, have you seen the Republican Party? Like they can't get their, you know, but, you know, it's just not, there's not a lot of adults right now. Yeah. And that'd be a good one though. I mean, but that would help the business side of things. And then I think the fear mongering about it is like, again, corporation and, and, you know, it's just, no matter what thing is out there, there's money that's going to be so huge involved that you don't like it, but. Correct. You don't. But who's this Robbins character that they're mentioning in the article? So there's zero for 14, which means that it's not at the beginning. Uh, four, three, two, one. Oh, there defined. Jonathan Robbins, chair of Ackerman's Cannabis Practice. So the pontifications of a lawyer at a white shoe firm. Safer banking, right. he doesn't, the guy doesn't think it's going to pass. I tend to agree with them and, mm -hmm. and rescheduling. I think rescheduling next year. That's the story of the year in mm -hmm. cannabis. This whole 100%. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to change the taxes. And so now the hemp industry and the licensed industry have the same tax footing. Uh, it may also open up additional doors for uh, accessing banking for the, oh, the licensed yeah. industry. It, the, the rule can have the effect of law. So they can create a whole system that completely uh, integrates or engrafts is the Harvard verb on that, just to like to fuse into the state uh, uh, policies that are already in place. Some okay. type of compliance procedure where yeah, yeah. the feds say, provided that you have this, this, this and this, that would be a compliant dispensary. And so now you're building to a federal standard, which would just be amazing uh, because then, you know, if you could get this exemption, and to have the, the right to sell over the counter, you know, aerovanic yeah. medicine, basically, because you know, you're just selling something that is a schedule three thing when it's lit on fire. Yeah. yeah. But could the, well, if they reschedule it, couldn't they, um, like issue like along with that statement? All right. States that have, uh, uh, met, uh already recreational use, um, you're exempt, uh, until we can figure out how to, or better Correct. yet, uh, you know, just, hey, states that don't have anything, you have to vote on this and let your people decide how they like what they did with hemp. And so like with hemp, they're like, here's going to be the rules. 
And then right. if the state rules are there, that's fine. But these are going to be the and the rules took years. The rules aren't even really effective until like today. And so like next year's crop is going to have to be tested in those DEA approved labs. But it's, sure. it's tested 30 days out from harvest. So you're going to probably beat that THC test. Well, the, the, the testing part, though, I mean, making the, the THC stipulation, once the rescheduling happens, I mean, that, I mean, I guess, yeah, hemp versus uh, uh, cannabis is still going to be a, a thing, but it also won't be because then people are like, you know, we talk about the entourage effect and, you know, all the uh, uh, flavonoids and, and, and terpenes and how that is your experience that you're getting. It's not all about. So I think the general public is going to be like, because right now people are eating up that THCA. You know, I'm thinking like this is like a weed thing, which it is. But like, it dissipates the culture. It dissipates the 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 looking. You know, rescheduling I think would help legally. It would help. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, just take the the gusto out of law enforcement for people in general. So, All right. and hey. then not only that, like you have a medical defense now, like a medical use defense. So uh, if you buy a THCA pre roll at a gas station in Indiana because you're hurting, man. Uh, and, and uh, you then light it on fire, and now you are in possession mm. of less than a gram of uh, a Schedule Three uh, controlled substance, which Indiana probably is not going to be one of the trigger laws. And so we'll be covering the trigger laws in a new video that'll be coming out in about two weeks, where we'll right. go over the there's three different things that'll happen after the rescheduling at your state level. Uh, some states will trigger. And then they will change their law to make it in compliance with the federal law in fairly straight order, like 30-ish days. Uh, some states, they do that unless the, the legislature vetoes them. And then other states, like some administrative guy makes a report to the legislature and then they could take further action if they want. Uh, and that's kind of like how they all break down. But it, it just, um, it's going to be interesting to watch states like yeah. Texas suddenly have a schedule three or in states where they don't uh, change their laws very, very quickly. And somebody is unfortunately prosecuted for having a, you know, a gram of medicine. Yeah. And would they have a medical defense then to say like, but then in that state, they're like, no, it's, it hasn't been rescheduled. Yeah. Well, under the federal government, it has been rescheduled. And so it's in direct conflict contradiction. And so we have to have it scheduled here. Will there be legal challenges to the states that don't take action? It's gonna be unfortunate to watch too, because I mean, just you're just talking about people's lives in general, trying to just, you know, and and that's the problem with this whole prohibition, because don't you know, like the whole show me in the doll where where it hurts you, just show me in society where this there's this mass like just, you know, the, the issues are not from weed. It's not a matter of fact. The prohibition causes more issues by with family separations and all the other bullshit that. Uh, you know, stigma wise, and you know, people people who go to high, work high and do shitty jobs are going to get fired. <laughs> you know, that's just Let's hope. how life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. But yeah. well, the next thing uh, I don't know if that's going to be one of the top five things to watch. I think it's going to be one of the top five, you know, psychouts uh, of the year of 2024. Uh, federal legalization bills; these come up all the time. Uh, I don't know how much movement there will be. It is an election year. Typically, legislature goes like this. You get things done after you're elected because the next year you got to run for re-election. And, and, and so, well, and, um, and it's a presidential election year too. So we'll, we'll kind of have to see how much the Congress gets done. Uh, for example, we have the States Reform Act. That's the Nancy Mace one. Mm -hmm. I think these have more likelihood after Schedule 3 has completely changed all 50 states' laws to not yeah. be in flagrant like uh, contradiction. So it's kind of like taking that first step down the stairs. You know, you're not just falling down the hallway. You're just like one step at a time. Um, I think these might have like legs in like four years. After rescheduling. After rescheduling. Like the more, the more Act, for example. I don't know if that's going to happen. Because I mean, I mean the more Congress in the Senate, though, you know, wouldn't the more act though that that and does it deschedule or unschedule it? Like the it still act, puts I it just like unscheduled. Yeah, so I mean that would be uh, eventually nice. I mean, like I always liked the more act. Uh, I know I heard a lot of people happy about the states reform act, but like I I, I don't think enabling so one once 
um, there's a federal rescheduling that already empowers the states like to make their decisions. So like the state states acts is just like a uh, a much do about nothing. It's just a, uh, it's making motions, but and and I guess heard bad kind of bad things about Nancy Mace too, as far as uh, just you know again no adults are in the room right now. So. And those those non-adults have to run for your vote. So if yeah. you want a non-adult in your House and Congress or in the Senate, don't forget to give generously to the bastard that you think needs to win. But you know who is doing that? People like uh, Cresco's and, and True Leafs. That's who's making a donation. Not you know, really. it's not. No, I mean, like, they don't have they don't have the cash. They owe hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. So they don't really, and and so if they were, if they didn't have to deal with IRC two hundred eighty e, yes, they would have more. Mm. You know, which which is supposed to be a boon for marketing too, right? Marketing, absolutely. Any expense, it would be a boon for any expense, because mm. if you don't, if if you're not allowed to deduct uh, any of your ex- costs except for like what you paid for your weight. Uh, then you're going to have some problems. I mean, you can only deduct inventory and then you're, you're taxed on gross profits and then you have to pay all your bills. It becomes more difficult. That's why the average dispensary's profit margin is not very high. Maybe like, you know, 12%. Yeah. And that's why there's also a lot of backdoor stuff. Nah. Or like hemp, THC hemp doesn't have to pay by the 280E rules. So Florida's ballot measure, that would be big news. If that's how the election ends, no matter which party wins, if Florida legalizes it, we know it's going to happen. It just takes time. Yeah. You know? Well, they had a chance already. They, they, what, what was it like 51 to 49 or something when that, when, when it was up, like for uh, recreational use? Florida on recreational use. They had they a pretty close. I thought they tried. Yeah. So that's it. In 2021, the Florida Supreme Court stopped a pair of legislation attempts from appearing in the state's 22 ballot, ruling the language was misleading to voters. And so they've tried mm-hmm. to do that again. So they've tried to fight in uh, the Florida Supreme Court that uh, in the, the uh, DeSantis administration that the ballot initiative is in, uh, just too misleading. People are going to be confused. Mm-hmm. These are the people of Florida, not the people of Massachusetts, Your Honor. It's, 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 it's sad, but yeah, it'd be nice to... Uh, go to the Sunshine State. I don't, I'm surprised it's not used more for tourism too. I mean, they're already a touristy type place. You know, why, why else wouldn't you want to smoke weed in the fucking beach like the no, Virgin Islands? But they're challenging it again. They're challenging it again. Uh, and then so the, the attorney Robbins is quoted in, in this article. He thinks that the language is not misleading at all. It does not violate the single subject rule. And it'll, we're up you know, before the Supreme Court this year. He thinks that the Supreme Court will agree and this initiative will make the ballot in November. Plus, it is a presidential election, which means that the ballot will be more generous. And so it's a bipartisan issue. It's like 70 to 80 percent of the people. So if more of them show up at the poll, it has more likelihood of passing. Yeah. Well, and that's what I always say, too, right? The marijuana and the uh, worshiper people, the polls are, you know, there's, there's topics out there that people do care about. I'm always disappointed, even though I'm part of the problem. When I when uh, you know the percentage of people like here in Seattle, we just had an election. I think it was like twenty percent of like the voting. Yeah, I should have mailed those fucking ballots. I yeah. mean, because yeah. I mean, the big one. I it just means that you have to you just have to control ten percent of the population, and you win because you know if yeah. it's twenty percent, then total it votes. The other ten percent is is the side that you don't like as much. So then you just pick mm-hmm. a side and then you manipulate those 10% of the people to winning. Yeah. No, I mean, ideally it, it, your, your vote matters locally and I should do more, but I'm not really upset living in uh, uh, the, uh, the hippie utopia, Matt. So uh, <laughs> yeah, hippie utopias. that's the next big story to watch in 2024, the farm bill, which was kicked to 2024. So this is going to be the one that redefines the uh, cannabinoids, right? Uh, yes, and maybe no. Because it's not really been released yet. The only the suggested documents have been suggested. Re- redefine right. it that way? No, they, we don't even know the language that's been released or proposed. They don't really no. get much, no floor action on nothing. So we have to wait for the, what the farm bill is going to look like. They just continued the one from last year. 
So that is perhaps demonstrating the ability of a $30 billion untaxed, unregulated market that sprung up over the past five years to, you know, dump money into pockets, uh, uh, which is nice that they're able to do that. Uh, and hopefully the industry can also then do that once they have their um, their tax parity given to them with that hemp industry. Would, would descheduling it just kind of like make this null and void though? Because, you know, I, I, it's kind of weird how right now this moment... It would probably ruin the Delta 8 industry. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you legalize it, you know nobody's going to take the time to make hemp into Delta 8. And then all those yeah. other cannabinoids, um, I don't know. Some I think will still be useful and desired and wanted some will be but i don't think people would want delta eight i think they would just want what you get in michigan or oklahoma it would help the consumer but i'm uh, yeah i just think you know it's funny right now a person can lose their crop to being too hot you know being above the 0.03 percent 0.3 percent excuse me but uh imagine uh say you, you go out and you're like growing hemp and now uh, they make the, the farm bill where it's like, no, no, you're hemp. And you're like, no, no, it's, it's THC high. Look, it's weed. You know, now you're, you try to go to the other argument now. I mean, either way, the farmer's just like struggling. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. It'll be seeing, it'll be really interesting. And will there be a farm bill in 2024 or will they just kick it until the next administration? Like if they have, I mean, cause then if they just renew it, but then like the subsidies for other farmers get out of whack. So all these other farmers want their monies as well. Uh, yeah. Eventually the definition of hemp needs to get revisited unless the hemp industry has enough money to like continue to kick it. But the, the beef industry or some other industries got more money than them will want something changed. And that's a descheduling would kill the hemp industry because you don't have to fucking pretend anymore or, or, or risk a hot, uh, you know, crop, you know, and that's the, right. uh, Farming is not easy. It's not, it's not, it's, it's science, but it's also not guaranteed what you get. So, right. Hey, uh, I know that we just kind of spent a long, deep dive into what 2023, their big stories were, and also what happened in 2024, what their big stories may be. Uh, let us know what you guys think uh, will be the, the, the hot story for 2024 and the best was in 2023. Uh, it's been like about 40 minutes. So I want to play some name that strain. This mm. is a, uh, closing 2023 out strain, uh, because of, well, we'll give you some more hints after a little bumper. There it is. Ooh, this was dark strain of the year for the year 2023 yes it is quite dark there's some dark weeds out there i got some good gassy stuff that that's just it's like a permafrost type looking i don't know but uh it's it's very dark very dense and it is a modern cannabis strain and it was the leafly strain of the year for 2023 right on i, I bet you a dense like just sticky you know no, it's um it's a true exotic Seed Junkies Genetics, JBZ, oh. and selected. Oh, Annie Hart's got it. There we go. Mm. Yeah. Permanent marker. Mm. That's right. That's right. And so this, I if, if you had any permanent marker, let me know. It, it doesn't really come outside of California. We'll probably be able to get it maybe by like next year, I'd imagine. Uh, modern strain at Los Angeles Indie brand Doja exclusive. Bred by and grown by Seed Junkie Genetics and selected by Doja Park. The strain fuses. Well-established cultivars, Biscotti and Sherb BX crossed with last year's 2022 strain of the year, Jealousy, Floral, Soapy, Candy, and Gassy Funk. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so you said you haven't had any of it? No. Have you had the permanent marker strain? I I don't. Off my head. You know, I, I, I don't. Nothing's really ever stood out to me for a long time. Like when it was medical times, that's when things would be like, oh man, I want to get some more of that double Dutch treat treat because like, you know, it was part some Dutch and uh, something uh, diesel. Like, you know, they just come up with the names. You're like that one smacked. And then when you go back and they're like, yeah, no, bro, you got to wait another six months. You know, you're like, 
harvest stuff. Like, what do you mean you got to grow it? Like, doesn't you just, you know, but. <laughs> well, or didn't, like, didn't you clone it before you put that? Anyway, whatever. No, no. Um, and say so it's well, one cycles. of those things. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's great. It's great that they um, that they make new strains all the time over there in LA. It's too bad <laughs> we don't do that in Illinois. Well, and this is the importance of home grow and all the other things. It's just the uh, genetics, right? Just you know, just gives more variety out there. And uh, I worry about some. I don't know. Do you worry like these scheduling? How would this affect genetics? Would it would it enable more home growth? Maybe. Oh, you know, it could yeah. be better. Yeah, and so descheduling and keeping seeds as hemp. That's that's. Mm. Some, ways to keep genetics where they're at and clones as well as hemp because they've got no thc in them and it's not like that little clone magically becomes permanent marker ready to go you know takes yeah. a long time a lot of care well it's like how all these markets where the mead the weed magically pops up when it becomes recreational legal you know it's you got like windows for like okay we're gonna look the other way but i mean people just need to get over how you know the law has been wrong period and, and you know what the white house has recognized that the White House has recognized that? That's some shit I didn't see coming. That's the uh, proclamation granting a pardon of defense of simple possession, the marijuana attempted simple possession. And I think it was like a thousand pardons. Yeah, it was as many as he could do, but the vast majority of the arrests come at the state level. And so he also called on the states to do the same, to start pardoning uh, simple possession marijuana event, uh, arrests and um, crimes. Maybe this is foreshadowing the publishing of the new rule early next year, as he's calling on uh, the, the governments that, like, when this now becomes medically legal nationwide, uh, will they uh, go ahead and uh, you know expunge and uh, grant clemency or what do they what do they pardon? Uh, I mean, if it's no yeah. longer a crime, can can we say nullify? Uh, what do they, they have expungements. And so that's what they do in Illinois. Can they grant those uh, after what they were caught for was like being caught with your medicine? You know, I would hope so. I, I would hope that even like it was of a network you're part of or whatever, um, it would prevent a lot of also future arrests. But I like how you put that uh, medically federal legal, right? Like at one point it was a, it was a, it was already used as a case, as a test, right? There was what, 15 patients, medical marijuana, Government patients, uh, I think one only still uh, is on the program. The other, uh, I think LV dropped off. I believe she's still mm -hmm. alive, I hope. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, and they get that tin can and then we'd sell them. But even though it was the shittiest weed in the world, it was on the government program. Like that is just mm -hmm. another like proof of like this is, you know, I know a lot of people fear, but again, hopefully they would mandate like, hey, if you already have this in place, you know, your laws, but here's the extra ones you abide by. And they don't make those extra laws just like extraly burdensome on the people participating in the market. Cause that's what it's going to come down to is uh, for uh, to turn this into like the next broccoli, like the next, you know, I can grow whatever lettuce. It's a plant. Mm -hmm. It sure is. It's a plant that's getting regulated differently amongst the states because now Missouri is moving to protect its uh, you know, young and growing, uh, limited license, also cannabis market, which is, it, it might end up like a kind of a Washington, uh, in, in, in the Midwest where they have a limited amount of licenses, but enough licenses. And so that's going to try to regulate Delta eight THC like marijuana, maybe calling for them to both have a, uh, a license, uh, renewed failed efforts to regulate intoxicating hemp products, drinks, and edibles. And then, can you you order these as well from, or are these only uh, locally in the state, the this per se market that they're protecting? What what is, is it federal where where they're like already shipping out of state with no issues, or this is what they have in their their state uh, only? This would only be for their state, but there are brands that are already up and operational and shipping nationwide. Okay. Oh, I was just curious. I mean. Uh, each state, like here in Washington, when uh, the CBD became a thing, when, when people, well, that was available, so now you have all these people now growing hemp farms, right? Because if you're in that kind of money, that kind of thing, uh, the hemp aspect is going to be a lot more appealing because it's less BS. You know, here in Washington State, they're dealing with the 25% tax, and that's the 
that's going to be a big thing, right? When it becomes uh, uh, medically legal, it's going to be the the tax situation. How how is everybody going to pay to play? Which is going to be the um, I think the the barrier for most people. And and you know, hopefully, it's fair. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I, after being in this industry for a while, fairness usually doesn't really come into the, the equation. I know crazy stuff does crazy stuff. <laughs> and then also you get stories like this, you know, outside of Mississippi cannabis lab conducted testing of legal weed products, see the results. And so this was one of those, um, ones that contained Delta nine THC, the most common. And there was more than what they said was on it. So sometimes mm. they had 40 times the amount of THC, uh, you know, claiming that they're just hemp. There's one, the, uh, farm bill, 2.3% or less. So that some of the stuff that's actually out there on the shelves is not BHCA. It's just hot, well, but they're selling it as if it is. Well, this also says in, in the beginning that potentially deadly toxins have been detected in over-the-counter products widely available. So, I mean, this is the importance of testing. I mean, that's the importance of having a state-run uh, facility that, that that verifies and checks, right? right. Some, some entities are good. <laughs> You know, some something protect the consumer. Right. And then uh, again, they in the rule, they just really talk about testing for THC. They could have mm -hmm. uh, testing for uh, other things besides THC, depending on if that cannabis is because it's like a commodity now. But this commodity is for human consumption. So it's not exactly. like, you know, number two yellow corn, which we're going to grind up or like those soybeans that they farm. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's a little bit more like a horticultural product, but yes. Yeah. Well, here in Washington state, uh, the medical fight, we have a long time activist, uh, John Kingsbury. He just posted a, uh, a COA for some flour. He got tested and it had high metals in it, which is depending on your condition could be bad, right? If, uh, neuro condition nerves. Uh, you know, that's the thing about like people will smoke cigarettes, but we got to figure out what to test the plant for. You know, we're, we're done with the studies. It's a plant. It's agriculture. It's a consumable. So can we figure out what things that to protect the, the person at the end? doesn't have to be yeah. a patient. It's a person, <laughs> you know? That's true. It's it's interesting, but uh, it's slowly getting there. I mean, like as, as we close, yeah. out, close out 2023, we could do some news stories for the best marijuana stocks to buy next year, which is if you need to like start your year with just complete bullshit, talk about like the listicles for the seven best things or stocks to buy in the next year. They usually yeah. don't perform well. It's it's like throwing darts at a at a, a, a wall and seeing which ones you hit. Um, but you know they stocks you can buy them. That's true. I mean it's there's money. What we got? You got it up? I got it up. But let's let's do a small stock bumper because we can. We have Pot one. Stocks. Pot stocks. Well, there they are. Those are the, the, the stocks that they're saying, and they're yours to date returns. Remember, a lot of the tech stocks are up over 100% this year in 2023. And maybe you can't see it. And if you're following along in your car at home, great. Uh, Green Thumb Industries, best performer. That was up only 16.8%. You know, Tesla was up over 100%. Just saying. Mm. Um, then you have Merrimed. Uh, these are all OTCs. And so that was down 17.5%. Uh, and then there's Oregamaram or Organogram Holdings. Uh, that was down 57%. SHF Holdings, that was down 45%. Terra Ascend, oh, they, they posted a 21% growth. Uh, Curaleaf Holdings down to almost 17%. I'm sorry, 13%. And then Verano, they also posted a 31% growth. Now, uh, Novo Nordisk crushed everybody with their fat drugs. Uh, and then also, like you had NVIDIA, like 200, 300%. Same with Facebook, like 200, 300%. So mm -hmm. if you were investing in cannabis stocks, boy, did you have a bad year. Well, <clears throat> wheat stocks are like penny stocks, right? I mean, you. You shouldn't go in there hoping that this is going to be your uh, your uh, next year's retirement. I mean, to to ride off of, um, you know, they. How many have been actually positive since we've been, you know, doing this and seeing their stocks up and down? 
people, but though they have their whales, they have their investors who are, I mean, or else they wouldn't be around, yeah, right? I understand. But then for the vast majority of those investors, unless they're getting like real cash returns and they don't care about what the stock price is, um, and that, that could be a thing, but uh, uh, just the regular QQQ, so like the, the, the NASDAQ average, it's up 55% this year. You were just better <laughs> off, like, should you buy the cannabis stock or the NASDAQ? The NASDAQ. Well, you know what? I, I, I never got why, like, uh, you know how sometimes Hollywood movies are made and then they're like never released because, like, oh, we, it was just uh, investment for, like, you know, to be written off. Not to, it wasn't, it was meant to fail, right? Like, is that what's going on with like the cannabis stock? People are like, I need to hide some money and have something to write off next. I mean, it's Maybe. guaranteed not good. <laughs> right. It's a guaranteed not good, which is, um, fun you know hey, hey would you like to lose some money no well sure uh, but you know i think some people actually do make some cash off of it but they might not be the ones that are publicly traded you know it might be really difficult right. to try to grow and publicly trade uh, in cannabis under the current environment that we have no and that's the thing right now to to make money in weed you have to be at the lower end level i mean it does create opportunities for some people. I've seen people come to the state, start off as bud tenders, and then end up as general managers, you know, just because that's like... Well, that's a limited happy. market. Yeah. That's a limited market state. That's just, you know, um, or a highly regulated market. There's enough licenses in... Uh, you can get in the industry by buying a license in Washington State. You just might not make a lot of money with that license unless you are really good at it. Unless you know operations and all the other things, that's why I'm excited to like work with people and, and hopefully learn. You know, there's people that I'm hoping to like understand the backs end of things and, and how this is going to be. You know, uh, uh, this is going to be my new uh, adventure. I think. I think this possible. Illinois, if you're hearing me, we can just get these rules figured out and let me, let me start working that equity, baby. <laughs> let me start getting that social equity. But you know, well. Uh, but that means that the the rules don't change, and, and so those cash flows stay. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, you know, we'll find out over the course of the next year into 2024 how the landscape and it becomes more well settled when the the federal government actually rules on it. But it could still be uh, tumultuous times until there's like a cannabis code that's out there for what the regulations call for. For because think about it, if it's a Schedule Three. Now you're going to need to have some type of federal compliant or standard where it's like it has to be with this type of safe and this type of design so that you know, there's at least a level playing field that then the states can go further, but they at least have to go there, you know? Yeah. But, you know, the security thing, I know you emphasize that a lot, but like how many liquor stores have the security requirements? How many, you know, what's the infrastructure? Well, pharmacies, you know, and then it's more like a pharmacy. And so like you have to look at it that way as opposed to just, uh, robin uh, a liquor store but the pharmacies do have uh, safes and vaults and things to uh, suppress the risk of internal and both external theft well I, i'm just curious because i i've done work at a uh, a place that used to make topical cocaine now their security there at the place was very high intensity but there was a mm -hmm. i don't recall ever seeing like a vault for like all their products and stuff which you know would, they didn't would, show you yeah, I mean, like, I, I I worked in the maintenance side of things, so, like, there was no need to, like, show me, but, like, right. pretty much crawl over all these buildings and, and, and observe and things, and I never, you know, but the security, like I said, there is a high intensity. It's not no place I would jump a fence on willingly and not expect to not get shot. Right, and so it's there if they give us a standard and then they give you a process for if you have a state license to, like, file it with the state or the feds, Similar to kind of because like all the, the operators under the farm bill, provided that they had a state license, they were okay. Like the rules were in the future. And then they give the states time to get in compliance with them. And so some of the states, they will boom uh, within 30 days. Illinois is one of those. And so we'll be like one of the forefronts that's like, here's the procedure of how you get this thing licensed, by the way. California is at the back of the line because they do whatever they, they would do what they want. Um, and then most of the states are, are some form of a trigger where like within a set time period, uh, it's supposed to change or or else. I mean, like, you know, 
So there's there's the automatic ones like Illinois and Texas. And then there's mm -hmm. the ones that, you know, they give it to the the administration and they go, okay, we're going to change this, but the legislature can veto it. So like they'll change it to be in compliance with federal law, but then their legislature can be like, eh, fuck that. And then there's the, the original people that, mm -hmm. that passed because like states rights, I guess, was a bigger thing in 1970 than in 1994, I guess. Uh, it's probably the explanation because like one of them makes you in compliance with the supremacy clause automatically. And one of them allows the state to kind of be out of compliance with federal law because uh, like the original one uh, allowed the regulators to advise the legislature every year of updates so it's like oh by the way the feds move this to there uh you may do with it what you will uh, and then they could also you know, give them like guidance so like in kansas like you know they're pharmaceutical regulators will say here's how we would do uh it here in kansas is that like the the, the commerce people too right because there's a federal commerce overall type entity isn't there International, uh, yeah, interstate. interstate commerce. And so that's one of the reasons is there's three uniform controlled substances acts and they came out over the course of 25 years. And so like mm. the one that is like the automatic one is the most recent. Okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't know about there was three different ones. We got, uh, got a couple more stories still. Yeah. And then we can close out the year. I'll put yeah. this on the podcast verse so that you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. I've always wanted to say that. I'll be like, see you. Hey, you know what? I told him, I was like, I can't wait to say, see you next year. See you next year. Let's <laughs> go walk around yep. all day. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got a opinion piece here with the uh, year of the dragon breath buyer into marijuana market in 2024. This is uh, MJ biz. Did you read this one? No, we did cover some other stock news, though. We could bring that one up and see what types of prognostications for the coming year for the markets are always hilarious and mostly wrong. <laughs> well, and then imagine, well, MJ Biz Daily. So I imagine they have some, well, and again, it looks like a lot of stuff that we talked about already. Rescheduling, safe baking, you know, it's all kind of redundant because it's all wishful thinking, right? Like a Christmas list. Like you're like, I just close it out. We're not going to. Let's not talk about that. It's the same shit we just talked about. But I do have something. Um, you know, it's funny how, like, you and I started doing this, uh, what, almost four or five years ago. And uh, we're coming was, up on our fifth year. We'll be in February. Yeah. And it was like a Google meetup. And, you know, I always find it funny. Like, I never think, like, uh, I'm trying to, like, just change the law as far as, like, the, the judicial side. Right. I've always been. That's how we know each other. Yeah, but then now we're going to the business side of things, and like even how like we've been trying to like identify different flaws in the in the system, it feels like now we're being heard. Like when it comes to like uh, that uh, in California, what the new law is going to be is there's only seven going to be seven testing labs that are, are authorized by the state. But with those seven states or seven labs, they're all going to have a standardized method of testing, right? Because that's to me has always been an issue as far as like. Is each lab doing testing the same? Is it are they using spectrometry, gas on? You know, is it, what methodology are you using? What maths are they applying to it? Because if we're all like doing different shit in different labs, and uh, that twenty five percent for one is different for another, you know, I to get to, to eventually learn that base reference of like how to for the consumer, right? Because alcohol is different when it comes to like percentage wise, because that's actually a scientific way. I've already uh, with a, a like a dipping stick almost. I forget the the terms, but there's a way to tell percentage of alcohol with mm -hmm. like a, it's like a barometer that sticks into the alcohol. There's a separation that is involved. There's yeah. only one way to test I percentage don't know of the alcohol. Name of that instrument, but I remember that instrument. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've seen them and they're really cool. And so, like, we all have that one now where we know how much alcohol is in a thing because there's a way to test that one way that we all know. Then right. we California is going to be the new. I think uh, standard when it comes to like this way of like knowing well, what you're getting because they're you, they're cooking the books to make sure that THC pops so that you can move your product. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and it's like that. That's the thing about like uh, what I do for 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 measurement and, and quality is like it's not hard because it's already out there. the The way to do things, most part, is already out there. Now, what I think they're going to have to figure out, dude, because it's only seven laps. So I don't know how fast this testing method is. 
So now you're going to have to talk about bandwidth because there's going to be a backlog of that was a big issue out here in Washington State in medical times because there was only one lab in the beginning and not everybody was testing because no one cared. There wasn't an established rule of like people were, were getting it tested just so they can say, look, there's just so much TAC. Like that was the only reason why they were getting tested. It had nothing to do with like testing for pesticides or uh, molds or uh, metals, which we can do, which is good for the consumer, which we should be doing. But, you know, the, I think California is going to set a new standard, which is going to be dope. And then it just feels like we're being hurt. At least this podcast is. That's the show yeah. we've been doing. And that's where I was well, going with. It's, it, it, uh, it, that will have more heard in the future, probably. But um, I hope you have a good night or uh, party planned for whatever you're going to do to ring in the new year, including everybody that tuned in, uh, especially throughout the whole year. It was a lot of fun making sure that uh, we, people stayed informed. And we got to be a little creative and, and do some interesting videos that uh, I think a lot of people enjoyed and um, learned some stuff from. Yeah, that was been fun. And I can't wait to see what the new year brings. Watch the evolution. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to use that one catchphrase that you'd been just dying to use all day to end the show for 2023? See you next year. See you next year, everybody. <laughs>